Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, Real World. World. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, we're back. Happy spring. Not spring. Fall. 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 That's, yeah. That's the yeah, this is the very last day of summer. Yes. Right? And it's 70-ish, and so that's cool. It feels nice. Then. It feels really nice. I do think that it's supposed to get back up in the 90s, though, so we... So we shouldn't like get too so, excited about it too soon. So summer is still kind of here, I think. Summer's yes. It's like, wait, sadly. I'm not done yet. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like fake fall. <laughs> oh, it says tomorrow it's only going to be 69. That's going to feel good. Nice. Um, anyway, false yeah. fall. Like, enough about the weather. Fake fall. Fake fall. Fake I fall. thought it was false fall. I don't know. It probably is. So it's funny that we're talking about weather because this morning we, on our hike, we talked about the weather and we... We were like, why do people even ask anymore what's the weather like if you're traveling somewhere because you can just look at your app. You can look at a weather app. And then we, we thought, I wonder if that is dependent on your age. Yeah. And if, you know, like when our children get older and they're going to go on a trip by themselves, I wonder if they're going to ask people what's the weather like there or if they're just going to know to look. Yeah. Anyway, that's not, what we, best. Yeah. that's not what we jumped on to tell. Yeah, so enough enough of our weather wonderings um so you know we're all like jumping into IEP season right like coming back from the summer and getting in the groove of school and um you know there's nothing like starting your fall with reading about things that your kid is still working on yeah right <laughs> <laughs> right. And feeling like, you know, at least in some locations for in, at some schools for some kids that that is really the lens that they are viewed through. Right. Yeah. Are this, like, here's the stuff that he or she uh, or they are still not doing. doing right. Yeah. And um, and in thinking about that, we were, you know, we came across this quote from Henry Winkler, if you're old enough, you know that he's the fawn. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, then it's okay. Just it's keep okay. Listening. Just keep um, but Henry Winkler, um, before he was a director, before he was the fawns, he was just a struggling student um, who, it turned out, had dyslexia. Yes. Um, and so now he's written picture books for kids about dyslexia and he really does a lot around um education education and, and awareness right and awareness, yeah um and so this is his advice to his 10 year old self you are not defined by school um, no, no matter yeah, how you difficult, read it. <laughs> no matter how difficult it might be it has nothing to do with how brilliant you are your grades do not define how brilliant you are nor does your IEP, right? Right. You didn't really say that, but we're going to add that to Yeah, it. we're going to say that um, too. Or your you, 504. Your kid is not defined by what's happening within the walls of their school. No. That's not the bulk of who your kid is. But it can be so hard, right? And even, you know, when we're working on goals at home or when we're getting feedback from a teacher or a para, um, I think that we sort of feel compelled to... Um, fix things right? right to talk our kid like to talk our kids about how to make this better or what to do differently or um well and also the, sometimes there's a sense of failure yeah from and hopefully the, hopefully 
your your child doesn't feel that way, but I know I do sometimes as a parent. Oh gosh, I do um, too. Because sometimes I feel, oh, wait, that's what I said I was going to work on. Right. Have we worked on that? Is that working? I don't know. Yeah. It's um, really, really hard to know, I yeah. think. And I just think that, um, I mean, I think that what we want to talk about today is, uh, it's kind of multifaceted, but just the idea of like, how do we keep our child's brilliance mm -hmm. in view and how do we help them right like more importantly how do we help them keep yes. it in view when it when school can be so hard right and i think that's true whether your kid has a specific learning disability or an intellectual disability or or no disability or, at all or, or whatever right yeah. school can be so hard and i think especially this past year and a half it's just been so yeah. hard for so many kids and so how do we how do we say um, who you are in the walls of a school is not the whole of who you are and regardless of what your struggles are academically mm -hmm. um, you are brilliant yeah I believe that you're brilliant and I'm gonna take action to help you believe that you're brilliant well and I think it's hard for families too because constantly looking at those grades right mm -hmm. and the grades is a reflection of how you're doing in the class right not a reflection of how brilliant you are mm -hmm. um, because we get so siloed right mm -hmm. like oh I'm brilliant in math I'm brilliant in, in uh, math but I'm not good at art so um, so I'm just gonna do what I can right or just kind of as adults we get to do what we well not always because you know sometimes we have to go to the grocery store and stuff but as adults <laughs> we get to we get to do things that bring us joy right and things that we're good at right and um and school should be about trying different things and not about having to be great at everything you try right right and i think part of it's just like the stories that society tells right, right? because the smart kids are the kids who make good grades mm -hmm. well i mean that's true. Smart kids do, generally speaking, make good grades, but some smart kids don't make good grades. Right. And some kids struggle with um, math or English or whatever the subject may be, but there's this other thing that they're just like, you know, like shining in. Right. That's not ever measured at school to begin with. So I think that it's really important that we try to find different ways of supporting kids when they're struggling um, and keeping the focus on um, either what we already know they're brilliant at or helping them believe that it's there enough that that we all keep looking together right and I think it you know it starts with we in special education right we say all the time that we're gonna presume competence how about we take it up a notch and we presume brilliance Ooh, what if like we that. did that? Right? What if we presumed brilliance in our kids? Um, wouldn't we interact yeah, like with them that, yeah. in a different kind of way? I think that we would. Um, and what if what if we were at awe at things, right? Yeah. Um, and we talk a lot about staying curious. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Tell me more about that. And, you know, assuming brilliance, staying curious, and asking those questions to pull out more into to what what brings this child joy right yeah. what or what they're just naturally gifted at like so so like 
My Cora, right? So the other morning, Tina comes over, she brings Cora this coffee from Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. And it wasn't coffee. I, I do not give you coffee. <laughs> I mean, people listening would be like, who it was... <laughs> It was a hot chocolate, but, but it was blended, so it was a cold hot chocolate. Right. It was some so. kind of, like, fancy drink or whatever, right? And, you know, a lot of kids would, be, would have been like, you know, oh, that thanks, nice. right? Yeah. And she was like, Tina, thank you. You are right. the best. And then later in the day, she had me text her, thank you again for yeah. thinking of me, right? She just has this... Um, She's absolutely brilliant at letting people know they're appreciated. Yeah, she's she's, bri she's like she's so brilliant. brilliant like there's yeah. probably nobody who does it better than she does. I don't think I've met anybody that does it better than she does. Yeah, but and, you know what? That's not on the CMAS. No, it's not on the CMAS. It's not. It's not um, a goal to graduate high school, right? right? To like, be just like uh, an encourager, yeah. like a brilliant encourager. Yeah, I mean, y'all, she. So the plan was if she's awake, Hedy was going to text me and I didn't get a text, but I knew that she was going to be waking up soon because Cora is a pretty early riser for, especially considering teens, right? Right. She's, <laughs> she's and, um, and Brady is too. I think it's just, they, they stick with the schedule and they're really yeah. good at that. Right. And other teenagers, they're brilliant not. at it. They're brilliant at it. Yeah. Other teenagers, that's not their strength. Right. Some husbands, that's not their strength. I right. mean, I'm not trying to call out anybody, Steve, but anyway, <laughs> um, I knew that that was going to bring her joy, mm -hmm. but furthermore, a little bit selfish on my end, I knew she was going to be so excited and it was going to bring me joy. Yeah. I mean, her face was like the best moment of the whole day, probably yeah. my whole week. She was so like, <gasps> yeah, what? it really was brilliant. It really was. And so like be looking for the things that your kids are just inherently gifted at, right? And it doesn't have to be, you know mathematics and it doesn't right. have to be reading and it doesn't have to be science it could be something totally apart from those academic pieces and everybody can be missing it because we're so focused on those mm -hmm. academic pieces so I just I want people to presume that I'm brilliant or well, right? they do <laughs> like I, I want people that. to go wow she's brilliant right and who doesn't want to hear that about I themselves know, right right or be treated as though they have something really like earth um, changing, world changing to, to share. say, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's the first thing we want to say is anytime you're interacting with your kid, presume brilliance. And you know what? Expect the other people working with your kid to also presume brilliance. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And then I think too, like we've talked about this idea a lot on our hikes that, you know, the things that really stick with us are the negative things that people say about them. Yes. They just like get in your head and they kind you of- hold on to them. I think they sit there in the corner like rubbing their hands right? together. Kind of like waiting to like- To pounce. Yeah. Here I am. Remember that time that somebody said this or that. And um, again, when you're looking at that special yes. education data, it's in most cases is not- it's not strength-based. Right. It's not like a sunshiny picture, usually. No. And um, well, so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's why it's so important when there's the student input and the parent input mm -hmm. in that IEP. That's why it's so important for you, family, and you students who are listening, and you educators, to make sure that you mention all the things that the student is brilliant at. Yep. Um, because... They're not probably going to be listed much more much other places. Well, I there is so frustrating to me and sad when you 
you get your kid's IEP, right? And there's like two sentences of their strengths and interests and then pages, pages of mm -hmm. data and, and stuff that we still need to work on, right? And it, I really feel like that needs flipped a little bit. Yeah. My kids' strengths and interests are more than two sentences yeah. or even two paragraphs or honestly, even two pages. Mm -hmm. I, and I get it, like how many pages can an IEP be, but why do we skimp on that part? Yeah. Well, we even skip over it when we're doing the meeting. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's just, oh, okay, okay, great. Oh, so does that look good? One sentence? Well, I just talked for five minutes and yeah. you just got one sentence out? Yeah. Um, like, no, no, it does not look good. No, because my child is more than one sentence, right? Yep. Uh, your student is more than one <laughs> sentence, right? But in early childhood, we talk a lot about, um, you know, like, kids... Um, kind of social emotional bank, right? And that like every time that you are giving a corrective comment, a correction, right? Or a directive comment, right? Anything that a kid could perceive as not positive, that really you need to drop five positives in that kid's bank to mm -hmm. keep him balanced right to keep him feeling good and positive and forward-thinking and so you know think about that when you have an IEP meeting or when you're interacting with your child right if you have to talk about you know the fact that um, you know she went under the desk during math or whatever right and yeah. and talk about you know like how can we make that not happen again like she needs to hear some stuff that she's been awesome at mm -hmm. yeah that they they're they're doing this and they're doing that and here's some really cool things that happened and yeah um and also i think it's great for the families to input stuff however i think it's even more greater <laughs> when the the classroom teachers can input stuff because especially as your kid gets older they have different teachers and um, and typically only one teacher comes to the IEP meeting because by law that's all that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what the law says. Uh, actually though, I require that each student that works with, with Brady that they um, have something right up mm -hmm. to tell me in the IEP meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, I think it could be, yeah, he does, he's, he does do good in this class or he doesn't do good in this class, right? But um, I want to know how he is the whole day, right? How How is the team supporting him all day? How are they, you know, seeing that he's brilliant throughout the day, right? Right. And, and also I think it's a good indication on um, how is he being included? Is he feeling valued, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, there's that saying about employees, right? Employees, when they feel valued, they do more, no matter how much money you make right. them, right? I think it's the same for students, right? For sure. Students, I mean, because an, an employee is just a grown-up student. Right. right. And so students, when, when they feel valued from their teacher, from their peers, mm -hmm. from everybody in the whole school building, right, mm -hmm. um, they're going to do more and be more successful than if they don't feel valued or don't feel included or don't feel wanted. Right. And, it, you know, it, we're not talking about like sort of like empty praise, right, given for mm -hmm. no good reason. Like it's not just like, oh, good job, good job, good job. You, If you really observe other humans, you can see very specific great things that people do all the time. Yeah. It's just that it's not like 
you know, they're not winning a trophy. They're not doing something that is that we give trophies away for. But there is this sense that if we acknowledged people's kindness more frequently, mm-hmm. if we acknowledged their sense of humor more frequently, um, and you don't, you know, it's not like, oh, like you're so funny. It's just more like, you know what? Um, I feel joyful when I spend time with you because you always make me laugh, mm-hmm. right? And that, and so I don't. We don't want to give the sense that you just have to like pile on this like praise that's going to well, result in a kid who has to be praised to do anything. But it's just like an honest acknowledgement of right. those positives that you see in other people. Well, because if it's an empty praise, it's not really a praise, right? Right. Um, however, you, you said we don't want you to think that you have to pour it on. But I'm going to say, no, you should pour it on because we don't get it enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was another thing that we talked about on the hike, too, was is do how people feel, how they get heavy, you know, their their emotions, right, feel heavy. And is, is it because of, you know, the... Like Hattie mentioned earlier about the positive and the negative, if you do one correction or direction, you need to do five, five positives or five, oh, it's five positives, is that how you Yeah, five right. positives, um, yeah. And so I wonder in, in society, in our world, if we could actually, that one negative news newscast, if we could see five positives on top of that and how much better we would feel. And I wonder if, because like we were talking, is it nurture or nature that, I hear something negative about myself and I could have gotten positives all day long and then all of a sudden somebody looks at me and says, ooh, you wore those shoes today mm-hmm. and I've been walking on sunshine all day, figuratively. Um, I And then all of a sudden that just crashes my whole day and then I have a bad day, although the rest of the day was amazing, right? And so is, is that because my whole life, the news cycle has been, I mean, it, it hasn't changed, right? There's been you know, not always good, positive things. Right. I mean, you do hear certain things every once in a while, those positive things, but it's just not nearly enough, right? right. And so I wonder, um, and because, you know, you hear that one negative thing and it weighs you down, but I wonder if if we were filled with more joy and kindness and love, I mean, quite mm-hmm. frankly, love, um, what, what kind of environment yeah that's a really great question I just I think too you know like part of it rests on our shoulders right like they put that stuff on the news because that's what we like to watch sure right because that's what we right and also like um you know it's up to us whether we're gonna like put positive words out in the universe or if we're going to kind of just add to the malaise, right? Malarkey. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> way, way to be positive. Eddie. It's, I, I mean, it really is on our shoulders, no, you're right. right? You're and not wrong. Yeah. So like, I'll tell this little story. Like my first school memory was when I was in kindergarten and my teacher was going to be gone. And so there was a, and I loved my teacher, right? I loved her. Like I knew her my whole life and I loved her till the day that I, that she died. Right. Um, but there was a substitute and she was, my teacher was going around the room and kind of introducing us to the substitute. And when she got to me, she put her hands like on my shoulders and she said, this is Hetty Ann and she's a sweet girl, but boy, does she talk. Right. And my five-year-old ears stored that away as be quiet. You talk too much. Right. And I don't think that that's probably how she um, 
meant it to sound in my ears, but that is how it sounded in my ears. That's my first memory of school. Right? That's my first memory of what it meant to be I can't imagine that you talked too much. Was for, <laughs> was for somebody to say, this kid talks too much. And, all, and think about this. What if in that moment she would have presented that sort of tricky bit of me as my brilliance? Right. Right? Like, what if she would have done that? And think about how yeah. sometimes we present parts of our kids as neutrals or negatives when really if we thought about them as like this is a place where my kid could right. just totally shine right if I if I sort of like talk about it in the right well, way. Yeah because I mean she could have easily said this is Hedy Ann and one thing that she's good at is is starting conversation. Right or telling her stories telling or stories, yeah. you know whatever yeah. it was but um, I just think we have a lot of work to do parents and grandparents and caregivers and around educators. and educators around humans. <laughs> yeah, humans around um, figuring out how to be focused really on like what is good Gosh, right what yeah. is good in society what is good in humans what is good in our children in our students and um, we kind of like our the system of special education kind of puts all this negativity on kids and then we act surprised yeah. when we don't have great outcomes right. and I think we just start like from the wrong standpoint. I think so too and and unfortunately um, in order for a kid to qualify for an IEP they have to have a deficit right? Um, However, that doesn't mean we have to focus on that deficit every time we meet. Every time you see my child, please don't focus on that deficit, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's just knowing that, okay, they qualify for an IEP, obviously, because they have a deficit, right? Somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And yep, that's what it is, right? Now, what are things that they do that is brilliant, right? Yep. What brings out their brilliance in them? And how, how can we take their brilliance, right? Somebody like Hetty, who was great at telling stories, now, how can we interweave that into Hetty's goals, right? Exactly. And, um, exactly. And, you know, and and how can we interweave that into this is what's brilliant about mm -hmm. this child, right? And if we insist that that student parent strengths, interests, input piece is two pages instead of two sentences. Every person that works with your kid is going to have all sorts of greatness to choose from right. as they figure out how to support your child around their goal. So we had Brady's try uh, last year or a year and a half ago, whatever, and um, and we have a pretty big parent-student input. It is, I think, it's almost three pages, and um, and the the school site calls me, and and he's like, oh. I just want to ask you some questions and I'm like, sure, sure. You know, it's triennial time, which I think is blah. But anyway, I, I know they're just <laughs> checking boxes, right? I'm, I know it's a system, right? Um, and he said, I need to tell you, I, cause I said something, he's like, I know I read that. And I said, what? He's like, oh yeah, I read through his IEP and I'm, I have never seen a, a student parent input bigger than Brady's and I appreciated it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes we sometimes do things 
and we feel, oh, well, we don't want to add more work, or, oh, they're already doing a lot. And educators, you are doing a lot. I mean, goodness gracious, we know that. Um, also, though, families, you are doing a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's and everything is just so heavy, and, and it's just so hard, too, when your kid is on an IEP, too. Like, just so much stuff to have to keep up with and juggle. Um, but know that it's appreciated when you really take that time to, to input how your kid shines and where they shine mm -hmm. and where they're brilliant. And I think if you can do that, then I think it gives educators a different light to see your your, your child in. Yeah, and in, in early intervention training that we have to do online, there's like this section where um, you get two descriptions of a child, uh -huh. right? And then, um, what they tell you at the end is that really it's, it's the, the same, same child, child. Wow. and it just it's you know one is very positive and a kid that you think would just be a dream to work right. with and the other one is just all like negative that as a as an early intervention provider would make you feel a little bit uncertain that you could even be helpful, helpful. yeah right and and the only difference is is in the is in the adult who sat down and wrote the report and decided how they were going to describe that kid, Damn. and they definitely were not presuming brilliance right. in, in that negative description. Whereas the other one, it was just like this kid is shining, right? Like she's just yeah, got so much just right. Well, also too on the flip side of that is you mentioned that is as a, as a provider. Which one of them did you would you want to pick from? Right. And right. If you only had kid. one, if you only have but one you slot that. left yeah, on your exactly. schedule, which kid are you gonna choose? You're gonna choose. Yeah. So I think you know it's really important that the, as parents or caregivers, the adults, and then also as educators, that our focus um, remains steadfastly student-centered and positive, mm -hmm. and looking for brilliance. Um, and then we can then we can have all the data around right. things that need to be worked on, things the student has not yet mastered. That's fine. That has to be there. But let's start from a place of saying, um, this is a brilliant kid. And I want to add, because this cracks me up every time when I read reports, uh, a cute so-and-so. Oh, thanks for calling my kid cute. Right. But <laughs> I'm sure my kid is more than cute. Right. right. Um, and so... I tend to just kind of laugh at that now because I've seen it so many times in reports, um, especially kids that are younger. Right. They tend to say, a cute, they're all cute. A cute five year old and four months, four, what, well, I don't even know, five year, four month old, <laughs> clean, clean, blah, 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 right? And I was loved and supported by his family. Yeah, yeah. It all, like, that just kind of cracks me up a little bit because I thought, what, 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 like, what was this assessment for if that's how you're going to say and if you're going to say that then add and here's some things that they are brilliant at they da 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 da, da, da. and you know they have a, a tendency to light up the room when they walk in the room like that'd be cora yeah like and, and even list some examples i mean as a as a parent a family member that would just make my heart so happy yeah i got a note the other day in my email um, and then I also had another teacher verbally tell me that they seek Cora out when they're having a bad day. Oh, right. That and that's brilliant. That's right? So yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. So we're almost out of time. So this is what we're saying: is as you start to sort through all of those progress reports and draft IEPs and you're scheduling the meeting and am I going to take an advocate? Am I going to do it on my own? And asking all those questions. Stop. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And say to yourself, my kid is brilliant. Yes. And that's it? And that's it. My kid is brilliant. My kid is brilliant. All kids are brilliant. Yeah. All humans, we should yeah. say, because you're brilliant. Yeah, you are too. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to hop off here now. Thanks for listening in. Um, um, watch for some podcasts here in the future. We're going to have some more guests. Yeah, some great guests coming up. Yeah, yeah, and we're really excited about that. Um, and in the meantime, um, step out today presuming brilliance. Yeah. And um, thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. This is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, real world. world.